attempting to evade the landmines of this life poses serious danger unless you have a mind sweeper. My uncle's wife just passed away to be with the Lord. I mentioned to him that life without Jesus Christ is a pile of manure, to which he agreed. It is truly better that one were never born than to live a Christless life and spend eternity in the dread lake of fire. The Apostle Paul pens these words in Philippians 3, 8 through 11. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Life will serve you a myriad of deadly landmines. Let me list a few, beginning with the deadliest of them all, the deceivableness of unrighteousness, hatred, lust, covetousness, slothfulness, pornography, sexual perversions, murderers, thieves, infidelity, rapists, hundreds of devastating diseases, mental illness, devil possession, alcohol and drug bondage, sexually transmitted diseases, auto accidents, and more, all landmines. The born-again have a supernatural minesweeper that not only warns of danger, but also brings the promise of the remedy. The child of God is not exempt from trouble, but rather to the contrary. Psalms 34, 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Psalm 75, 8, for in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red, it is full of mixture, and he poureth out the same. But the dregs thereof, all the wicked of the earth, shall wring them out and drink them. The mixture in that cup is life and death, joy and sadness, health and sickness, and so on, a mixture, and we are instructed to drink it all. This cup is full of landmines, but when God's supernatural minesweeper is employed, all things miraculously change. Romans 8:28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose. By the application of our childlike faith, even the toughest of times becomes our greatest victories. Even our own death itself is swallowed up in victory. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty four through 57 So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The born again have a supernatural mind sweeper. They really do. Have you been born again, born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God? Without Jesus Christ, I would not recommend this life to anyone. It always ends up really bad, 
But when one follows Jesus Christ, his or her steps are ordered by the Lord, and he knows where all Satan's minds are. Psalms 37, 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Will today be the day all your sin and shame are erased, and all of Satan's bondage is broken? Will today be your day of salvation? The decision is in your hand. Your decision will produce unimaginably good results or unimaginably bad. As the prophet Joel wrote, you are in the valley of decision. Follow me in this simple prompt, and in just minutes, everything changes everything. Are you ready? Let's go. Click on to Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the marvelous kingdom of God. Did you click? Now for today's subject. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, Genesis 5, 1 through 6, This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. And Adam lived in a hundred and thirty years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were eight hundred years and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days that Adam lived were nine hundred and thirty years and he died. And Seth lived a hundred and five years and begat Enos. God said, Genesis 7, 1 through 4. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female, and of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Of fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. Man said, I'm living the dream. Wow, everything's going my way, and I don't need any old fuddy-duddy God of the Bible to hamper my style. Buzz off, God. What? The doctor said I have two weeks to live. Oh, God, save me. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 979, that will once again certify the pure and supernatural inerrancy of God's holy Bible. All of these dynamic features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and as ammunition in the battle for the lost souls of the sons and daughters of Adam. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Take advantage of four highly beneficial God Said, Man Said features. One, you have questions, God has answers. Whatever your question, type a keyword into the search bar top right and watch the screen populate with related information from Adam and Eve to quantum physics. Number two, use the tell a friend feature above to send a message to someone you love it's so quick and easy. Number three, imagine you can download nearly 405 hours 
of God Said, Man Said features to your electronic device. Listen to one every day. And number four, sign up for the God Said, Man Said weekly broadcast, and fresh bread will be delivered to you, God willing, every Thursday eve. Thank you for coming. May grace and peace be multiplied unto you in all to which you apply your hand. It makes no matter how tall the stack of skeptics. It makes no matter how grand their educations. It makes no matter how expansive their endorsements. God is far superior to it all, and His holy word is true and righteous altogether. The world's so-called wise will always collapse under the weight of their foolishness, and God's Christ, whose name is the Word of God, will always and for all eternity reign supreme. Relax, children of faith. There is no rock like our rock. This is week eight in the God Said Man series dubbed the Six Thousands. Each of these features certify the Earth's age, which according to Bishop Usher's beautiful chronology is 6,023 years old, this feature being written 2019 A.D., with God beginning the creation process on Sunday, September 21, 4004 B.C., and that's according to the current Gregorian calendar. The bias of one's approach to the facts dictates the conclusion. For example, there are trillions upon trillions of fossils buried over the entire earth as a result of a devastating world-ending flood. When these facts are reviewed by the children of faith, the conclusion is obvious. They understand they are witnessing the results of God's global flood of judgment in Noah and his ark. The believer's position is buttressed with marine fossils found on every mountain peak, flood strata covering three-quarters of the earth's surface, whale fossil graveyards in the desert, desert sands laid down by an ocean flood, over 500 ancient societal records all confirming the devastation, and so much more. If one's bias is unbelief in God and his Bible, a review of the same trillions upon trillions of buried fossils will lead to a conclusion that an asteroid struck the Earth's ocean, causing global flooding that destroyed most of the world's life forms. Or the conclusion will be that they are viewing the results of regional floods that happen from time to time, or something equally as preposterous and godless. Unfortunately, these unbelievers only have theory to support their position, built on the flawed doctrine of uniformitarianism. Facts that declare millions and billions of years they do not have. The headline of the September 12, 2019 feature published by NBCNews.com reads, The universe may be billions of years younger than we thought. Some now theorize that the Earth is 17% younger than originally thought. These theories haven't gotten to 6,000 years, but it demonstrates the sinking sand of their speculations. Remember, man's truth of yesterday is debunked by his truth of today, and his truth of today will be debunked by his truth of tomorrow. Carnal man's truth is simply not the truth. The following excerpts are from the God Said, Man Said feature 6,000-year-old Earth. Most, due to the lack of real interest, are unaware. There is a mountain of information to support a 6,000-year-old Earth. There are 107 scientific measurements alone that prove the Earth to be young. 
scientific research concerning things such as population statistics and the fossil record to helium in the atmosphere to erosion of the continents. Perplexing news concerning recent dinosaur bones unearthed in Alaska should have sent a lot of the old earth proponents back to their bunkers to attempt to shore up their theories. According to the anti-Bible folks, there was a huge catastrophe that killed off all the dinosaurs around 70 million years ago. M. Helder, in a 1992 article titled Fresh Dinosaur Bones Found, published in Creation Ex Nilo, Volume 14, you'll find this following information. She could not accept that fresh, not permineralized, meaning unfossilized dinosaur bones, had been found in Alaska. Such bones could never have lasted 70 million years, she said. Unlikely or not, it is a fact that such bones have been found. How these bones could have remained in fresh condition for 70 million years is a perplexing question. One thing is certain, they were not preserved by cold. Everyone recognizes that the climate in these regions was much warmer during the time where the dinosaurs lived. Why then did these bones not decay long ago? The obvious conclusion is that these bones were deposited in relatively recent times. Scientists at the University of Montana were shocked when they found T-Rex bones that were not totally fossilized. Not only were the bones not fossilized, but they appeared to have blood cells, which would be impossible if they were millions of years old. The following is part of the report issued by the scientists. A thin slice of T-Rex bone glowed amber, beneath the lens of my microscope. The lab filled with murmurs of amazement, for I had focused on something inside the vessels that none of us had ever noticed before. Tiny round objects, translucent red with a dark center, red blood cells? The shape and location suggested them, but blood cells are mostly water and couldn't possibly have stayed preserved in the 65-million-year-old Tyrannosaur. The bone sample that had us so excited came from a beautiful, nearly complete specimen of Tyrannosaurus rex unearthed in 1990 when the team brought the dinosaur into the lab. We noticed that some parts deep inside the long bone of the leg had not completely fossilized. So far, we think that all of this evidence supports the notion that our slices of T-Rex could contain preserved hema as hemoglobin fragments. But more work needs to be done before we are confident enough to come right out and say, yes, this T-Rex has blood compounds left in its tissues. In another effort to make fossils speak in new ways, postgraduate student Mary Schweitzer has been trying to extract DNA from the bones of T-Rex. Originally, like Christie, she had intended to thin section the bones and conduct a histologic investigation. But under the microscope, there appeared to be, uh, excuse me, there appeared to be blood cells preserved within the bone tissue. Mary conducted a number of tests in an attempt to rule out the possibility that what she discovered were in fact blood cells. The test instead confirmed her initial interpretation. Another popular lecturer and broadcaster, Ken Ham, weighed in with the following comment on this subject. These red blood cells provide excellent evidence that these fossils are not millions of years old, but are no more than a few thousand years old. The Earth's population also testifies of the Earth's age. By taking the Earth's present 
percent of population growth and taking into account the history of Earth's abnormalities, and then by simply calculating backwards, we should be able to get a bead on the age of our Earth. In an article titled Creation Versus Evolution, I found this following interesting calculation. Today, the population grows at 2% per year. If we set the population growth rate at just a half a percent per year, then total population reduces to zero at about 4,500 years ago. If the first humans lived 1 million years ago, then at this 0.5% growth rate, we would have 10 with 21 zeros following it people right now. If the present population was a result of 1 million years of human history, then several trillion people must have lived and died since the emergence of our species. Where are all the bones? And finally, if the population was sufficiently small until only recently, then how could a correspondingly infinitesimally small number of mutations have evolved the human race? The Earth's magnetic, uh, magnetic field also points to a very, very young Earth. Scientists believe that the Earth is a large electromagnet, and the source of the magnetic field is probably a large electric current. In 1971, Dr. T. Barnes theorized that nothing keeps the Earth going except its own inertia. Because it is not being refueled with energy, the Barnes theory says that the current is running down slowly like a flywheel without a motor. Consequently, the strength of the Earth's magnetic field is decreasing. Since the first measurement of the Earth's magnetic field in 1835, it has lost 7% of its strength. According to the Barnes model, the strength of the magnetic field should decrease by a constant rate each year, and the data is consistent with just such a decrease. Present data points to a magnetic field which has lost one-half of its force over the past 1,400 years. Following this line backwards, it is clear to see that Earth's age should be measured in thousands, such as in 6,000 and not millions of years. Russell Humphreys, Ph.D., is an ICR adjunct professor of physics, and as of 1993, a physicist at Sandia National Laboratories in New Mexico. He had this to say. As measured by clocks on Earth, the age of the universe today could be as small as the face value biblical age of about 6,000 years, end of quotes. When facts are offered in raw form, devoid of Evo theory, the record is always young. The following paragraphs are from the December 2005 issue of Acts and Facts. Dr. Russell Humphreys, professor of physics, was the first scientist to present his discoveries, sharing highlights from his research on helium diffusion that indicate that the age of the Earth is only about 6,000 years and explaining that the helium and radioactive crystals supports this contention. Dr. Andrew Snelling, professor of geology, followed Dr. Humphreys, revealing his close study of radio halos. His research showed that polonium radio halos have to, uh, had to have formed rapidly under catastrophic conditions and that their formation is strong evidence for accelerated decay in different periods during Earth's history. Perhaps one of the most amazing and surprising discoveries was presented by Dr. John Baumgartner, professor of geophysics, 
as he reported that large amounts of carbon-14 found in coal and diamonds supports a young earth and the biblical account of Noah's flood. Carbon-14 is a short-lived isotope used for dating organic materials like fossils and has a half-life of only 5,730 years. So finding C-14 in diamonds as much as 100 times the detection threshold, threshold excuse me, is very compelling evidence for young Earth. Dr. Larry Vardaman, professor of atmospheric science, recapped the results of the rate research project with the following summary points and implications. Main summary points. One, a large amount of radioactive decay has occurred. Number two, conventional radioisotope dates differ radically. Three, nuclear processes were accelerated during certain periods of the Earth's history. Four, helium diffusion and carbon-14 in diamonds is strong evidence for a young Earth. Implications. One, creation and the flood are genuine historic events. Two, the Bible is scientifically reliable. The scriptures mean exactly what they say. Dr. Jonathan Sarfati weighed in on the diamond research in his book, Refuting Compromise. He states, thus it is powerful evidence. The physical earth itself is only thousands as opposed to billions of years old. And this finding has since been confirmed by reputable laboratories on a further four diamonds, end of quote. The world's academics asserted, at least until just recently, when microbiology knocked them on their ear, that there was no discernible place on earth where man began to evolve into his present state. And this finding has since been confirmed by reputable laboratories on a further four diamonds, end of quote. The world's academics asserted, at least until just recently, when microbiology knocked them on their ear, that there was no discernible place on earth where man began to evolve into his present state, neither a set of the same original parents. According to their theories, mankind was popping up all over the place. Today they have finally deduced that we are all descendants of just one man they call Y-chromosome Adam and one woman known as mitochondrial Eve, and that we all hail from one common acre of ground. Their dating is wrong, and mostly their location of that acre of ground, but their first man, Adam, and their first woman, Eve, are accurate. The headline in the June 15, 2013 issue of Science News reads, Europeans are one big family, and the subhead reads, DNA finds common ancestry about 30 generations back. A few paragraphs follow. Virtually every person living in Europe today shares a common set of ancestors that lived about a thousand years ago, Peter Ralph and Graham Coop of the University of California Davis reported May 7 in Plaus Biology. What's really surprising is just how closely related Europeans and likely all people in the world are, Coop says. In the past, mathematical analysis have concluded that everyone on the globe shares not a single ancestor, but a complete set of ancestors who lived about 3,000 years ago, end of quote. Remember, eight people, all the progeny of Adam and Eve, descended from the ark just over 4,300 years ago, and they are the beginnings of today's global population. 
God instructed Moses to pen the first five books of the Bible, known as the Pentateuch, of which Genesis is the first. The Genesis record was not hand-me-down accounts passed from one generation to the next, but God's direct, hands-on, eyewitness report. Ancient non-biblical societal records exist that were handed down from generation to generation, which makes them garbled, but they do retain amazing similarities. The following excerpts are from Haley's Bible Handbook. The particular spot which tradition has fixed as the site of the Garden of Eden is a group of mounds 12 miles south of Ur known as Eridu, Abu Sherem. It was the home of Adapa, the Babylonian Adam. The Weld Prism says the first two kings in history reigned at Eridu. Ancient Babylonian scriptures say near Eridu was a garden in which was a mysterious sacred tree, a tree of life planted by the gods whose roots were deep while its branches reached to heaven, protected by guardian spirits, and no man enters. The ruins of Eridu were excavated by Hall and Thompson of the British Museum 1918 to 1919. They found indications that it had been a prosperous city, revered as the original home of man. The region around Eridu, excavations have revealed, was densely populated in the earliest known ages of history and was for centuries the dominating center of the world, a region where many of the oldest and most valuable inscriptions have been found. Ur, home of Abraham, was 12 miles from Eridu. Farah, traditional home of Noah, was 70 miles away. Obed, where the oldest known historical document found, was only 60 miles from Eridu. Lagash, where immense primitive libraries were found, was only 60 miles from Eridu. Nippur, Library Center, was 100 miles from Eridu. Erech, Nimrod City, was 50 miles from Eridu. Larsa, where Weld Prism was found, was 40 miles from Eridu. Babylon was only 150 miles from Eridu. Early Babylonian inscriptions abound in references to a tree of life from which man was driven by the influence of an evil spirit personified in a serpent and to which he was pre prevented from returning by guardian cherubs. Among the information on these tablets is the story of Adapa so strikingly parallel to the biblical story of Adam that he's called the Babylonian Adam. Adapa, the seed of mankind, the wise man of Eridu, blameless. Then he offended the gods through knowledge. Then he became mortal. Food of life he ate not. Sickness he imposed on the people. The gods said he shall not rest. They clothed them with a mourning garment. See Price's Monuments in the Old Testament. Other traditions of the fall of man include the Persian. Our first parents, innocent, virtuous, and happy, lived in a garden where there was a tree of immortality until an evil spirit in the form of a serpent appeared. Hindu. In the first age, man was free from evil and disease, had all his wishes, and lived long. Greek. The first men in the golden age were naked, free from evil and trouble, enjoyed communion with the gods. Chinese had a tradition of a happy age when men had an abundance of food surrounded by peaceful animals. Mongolians and Tibetans had similar traditions. Teutons, the primeval race, enjoyed a life of perpetual festivity. All barbarous races have traditions of a more civilized state. End of quote. God's word is true and righteous altogether, even a 6,000-year-old earth. This is the place 
to build a life that will last forever. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, Genesis 5, 1 through 6, This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man in the likeness of God, made he him. Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. And Adam lived an hundred and thirty years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were eight hundred years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days that Adam lived were nine hundred and thirty years, and he died. And Seth lived an hundred and five years, and begat Enos. God said, Genesis 7, 1 through 4. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female, and of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female, of fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. Man said, I'm living the dream. Wow! Everything's going my way, and I don't need any old fuddy-duddy God of the Bible to hamper my style. Buzz off, God! What? The doctor said I have two weeks to live? Oh, God, save me! Now you have the record.